0: All right, so Mr. Ed. Yes, Mr. Chris. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be spoiler casting. Yes. God of War Ragnarok. Spoiler alert if the
1: name didn't give it away.
0: Indeed, Uh, we're going to be talking about all the doings and happenings in this game's world. Um, All the things
1: we've wanted to say during the last few weeks of casting but couldn't, just in case. Yes,
0: yes, out of respect for our audience, out of respect Mm -hmm. for Gabe, who's getting there, he's like... Getting close to the finish line, but keeps getting tripped up and hasn't quite made it. Yeah. And then we all know Rodder's probably not going to play this game for about a year. Right, um, right. So it's going to take him a hot minute. He's still trucking on, on Elden Ring. Yep. Didn't he say something like, I think he's like 23 videos left, and those are like an hour-long videos, so basically a day's worth of gaming still left or something crazy. Exactly, that yeah. So uh, we wanted to go ahead and get this out, since yeah. you and I were done, and before it gets too far from our brains, where our old man brains are like, I don't remember, I gotta <laughs> right. replay, kind of thing. So, um, I had played, replayed 2018's mm-hmm. God of War back in around May. Okay. Um, and the, the game came out in October, uh, Ragnarok. No, it came out in early November, right? Wasn't that the case? Somewhere around there, so. late October, early November. So, yeah. for the context of how far back from then May was. Um, so And I kind of did that. I knew I wanted to replay the game, mm-hmm. but a big part of it was I want to have fresh mind from the story because the way that I understand it, at least from just interviews and things after the first one had ended and then marketing and whatnot, this game really was just going to be like a continuation. In fact, I think that we had even mentioned this somewhat on the podcast that um I had a little bit of concern. I was like, well, is it gonna feel way too samey? Is it gonna just not mm-hmm. feel like uh, an upgrade or a sequel or any of that kinds of stuff? Yeah. And I had someone when when they started dropping um not reviews, but like previews for this game. Um Right. I watched one person in particular and and he made this statement that I thought was really a really good way to put it and it kind of put it in a good perspective for me. Because I was excited about the game, but a little concern, not concerned even. Nervous about, like, is this sure. just not going to feel like I'm not going to be wowed or something? Right. And he he said, you know, this you need to not go into this thinking of this as a sequel. This is a continuation of the game. Think, and he likened it to Kill Bill Volume 2 is not the sequel to Kill Bill and Volume 1. They're the same story just told in two parts. They're yep. delivered to you at separate times. Yeah. But they're the same story. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, because it's like I knew that, but I needed someone to verbalize it that way for it to really, like, bridge the gap in my mind of Mm -hmm. wanting, just being so used to, like, no, it needs to be a sequel, and it's got to be bigger and better and all that, And which there are a lot of ways, and we'll get to this, how it is bigger and better. But there's also a ton of ways where it's just very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was just concerned, is that going to be a problem? Even though I greatly enjoyed the first game, yep. was that going to be a problem? Was it going to feel like, oh, man, this isn't all that great because I've already done this song and dance? Or was it going to feel yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm back in the saddle again and all this? Did you have any of those thoughts or fears or anything?
1: I think anytime there's a sequel to a game I really like, you know, even if, if, even though like miles wasn't like a quote unquote sequel, mm-hmm. Spider-Man was so good. I got a little nervous when they come out with another one, the last of us, you know, anytime there's a game I like, I'm just a little nervous about don't ruin this memory for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's probably a really good way to put it as well. Um, I would say after I got into it pretty early on, Mm-hmm. Any of my concerns, of course, I did have that from that preview, that the way that that guy had put it to kind of like sync it all together for me. But I feel like all my concerns just went away. Like, yes, That's there was good. definitely uh, things that were very similar, but there was enough different and enough new stuff and a ton of stuff to where I was like, yeah. you know, I'm just happy to be back in here and continuing on with this story and seeing how it unfolds and, and all that kinds of stuff. I, I was not... I didn't end up having any. Now I had some other things that came up that I was a little miffed about. <laughs> right, but but, that's but good story that, wise, yeah, nothing.
1: And and even though you had recently replayed the first one, that's mm-hmm. good that it didn't have that. Ugh, more of this kind of. You know, that's yes. good that it didn't. It wasn't too samey for you then.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like overall impression wise, what are the things that you really enjoyed, and if there is anything at all, what's something that you were less than enthused about, if anything?
1: I went back a couple days ago and started, and actually finished yesterday, and went on YouTube and watched a cut scenes only video, Mm -hmm. just to kind of refresh, because I knew we were gonna do this, and I wanted to see if there was anything I I missed, and I told Sarah, she she would kind of pop in and out and ask questions about what was going on, and I would say, oh, you know what, actually I don't remember, because even though I played this off stream so I could focus on the story, when i'm when i've got that controller in my hand for me at least there's part of it of at any point we could go into me playing it again so even though i'm i'm able to focus on the story i still missed a lot because i've got the controller in my hand mm-hmm. and i'm kind of waiting on what's gonna what's gonna come up next kind of a thing so even sitting back and and, and watching just the youtube video I missed so much story-wise. Yeah. and and understood a lot more cuz when I'm in the moment it's hard for me to capture um and sitting back and watching just the story I enjoyed it so much more. Even though the yeah. gameplay was fun, I also didn't have the things in the gameplay that I found frustrating mm-hmm. uh that I had to deal with. Um in the first one when he gets the 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 blades Uh, Mm -hmm. and there's that big reveal I all of a sudden felt so much more powerful and I didn't feel that way with the spear when that came out and I kind of missed that moment of oh I'm so strong I always felt Mm -hmm. like I was playing a little catch-up I was playing I think on normal difficulty I I, may have even been story I I don't remember but um, I just never had that moment of I feel super strong I think Gabe mentioned that yeah uh, as well Um, I'm totally in agreement with that, by the way. I
0: feel like from the get-go, Kratos just didn't feel super strong. And if I hadn't just replayed 2018, Hmm. I probably would feel like, oh, this isn't how it was. Um, And I don't don't feel like in 2018, because I I tried to really go back in my head. I was like, well, hang on a second. I just don't remember, even though I only played in May, like it's starting that slow. I felt Mm. like even when I was low level, I still felt powerful. Yeah. And in this one, it wasn't like crazy, like that I felt way underpowered, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't have that oomph to my hits and my damage and everything that I was expecting for the low level people. And of course, as you mentioned, you, you know, building up your, you know, getting, upgrading your weapons and your armor and all these kinds of things and unlocking various abilities and whatnot, you kind of, you you start to build that up. But even towards the very, it wasn't until like, gosh, I'm talking end game that I really felt like I was back to being really, yeah. Destroyer of worlds, Kratos mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and even yeah. then, I still feel like it was a little stronger in, in the first one. And I don't know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand or I can imagine that that had to be like a concern that they had, like okay, well, you had all this stuff, and and you're still going to have some of the stuff, but we can't start you at like being infinitely powerful. You've got to, right. you know, build, you know, gr- climb the ladder again, if you will. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it did take me a little bit too long yeah. to do that. And you mentioned the spear, so that was another thing that we ended. That was like a new weapon that, mm-hmm. that was kind of, um. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't see that weapon coming. I, I knew yeah, that there was going to yeah. be some kind of ring or something involved, only because you got a little version of it if you got the Jotnar Collector's Edition. Oh, really? Okay. So I knew that there was going to be some significant to some kind of ring, but I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um. And so when it that happened, and then it was like, oh, it's it's another weapon. So what what did you think about the spear? Using the spear, to, by the time you got to the end of the game, how was the spear for you?
1: It took me a long time to mm-hmm. even want to go to this spear. Um yeah. just because I was so used to what I was already doing. Um and I've never in any kind of game, Assassin's Creed or anything, I'm just not a spear user. Mm-hmm. This one was a lot easier for me to use than it was in another like a uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But um yeah, I thought it was cool, it just for me, it took me a long time to get used to the different abilities each weapon had and switching back. And once I did, I felt comfortable uh, it was easy to switch to, but it, it took me a while to even want to switch around, I guess.
0: Yeah. So I I initially was struggling a lot with the spear. Mm-hmm. Um, Did not want to use it. Not because yeah. it, it wasn't... I mean, it was kind of cool, but obviously when you first unlock it, it is the weakest point that it's going to be. Right. I felt like my other weapons were stronger. And at the time, I was rocking this armor where uh, it was the Lunda armor set, the complete set. So... Your your chest like piece has this ability or this this uh, perk on it I guess where and I may be getting these where it aligns mm-hmm. a little bit off but essentially one of your armor pieces makes it to where when you do melee damage with bare fisted it 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 um gives them uh, like poison damage okay and then the and then the the gauntlets and or the the I guess waist piece. I don't know. Skirt, whatever you want to call it, that thing (laughs) that that Kratos is wearing. um, Those in combination deal more damage against poisoned enemies. Hmm. So I had this incentive to do a lot of bare fisted fighting. Uh, And since I wasn't at this point really feeling, I felt like that was my strongest move during the game, especially with this armor, because again, the weapons just didn't feel quite like they were packing the punch that I was expecting. But if I switch to bare-handed, you know, like I'm doing all this damage because you know of these armor sets, like really working towards that that ability. So then, when you give me the spear, you push down on the D-pad, the spear comes out. You have to push down again to get rid of it. And when you're like in the thralls mm-hmm. of combat and you're swapping weapons and trying to use their perks, and while you're building up the other one and trying yeah. to combo all this stuff, I kept trying to go to my bare fist and I couldn't do it well. In fact, that is that. Getting the spear and having it was the main thing that made me move away from using that armor set. Hmm. And now this armor set was not necessarily meant to be like an end game armor set. Like you get it somewhere, you can yeah. earn it somewhere in the middle of the game. And it's great mid game armor set. But once I got that spear, it's like this armor is useless because it's so much it takes so long to get into the fight or to get into my barefisted form to where I can fight and to <laughs> right. use the perks of it. That, I, that kind of bummed me out, too, and just I stopped using the Spear at a protest. I was like, hey, you're messing up my game here, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But then, as I started building up the Spear and using it more, I found myself defaulting to it probably hmm. as my go-to, at least to start out with. Yeah. Because it just attacks so fast, and yes. I had a couple runic attacks with it. That were really strong. But they also had super long cooldowns. Mm-hmm. So I would start with the spear, do a bunch of damage, use my runic, and then switch to my other weapons while hopefully that was taking the time yep. to build back up so that when I swapped back to it, it's ready to go and I could throw, you know, this crazy rain down of all these mythical spears just, just decimating the bad guy. Right. So I ended up really liking it and probably by the time we got to like end game, in game, I was probably using the spear more than any weapon. Really? Um, unless it was, you know, That's if I had just a normal uh, enemy, because some enemies, you know, they're, oh, they get hurt more by fire or they get hurt more. by And so you kind of dictate what weapons better to use against them. But if it was just like a normal enemy where I could choose whichever one, they'll do all the same amount of damage. I was using the spear way more than I did initially. Mm. So how
1: are you? Like, in the game, each weapon had a pretty extensive skill tree as far as, like, moves you could do. And I'm not a moves guy. I pretty much just did, like, light and heavy attacks with everything. And when I watched... The story playthrough mm-hmm. it, it would include a couple of fights, and just it was just impressive to watch because this guy's doing all these things that I just never did because I can't remember moves. How yeah. are you when it comes to something like that? Did you?
0: I I don't I don't know and don't feel like I ever did any like combos. Right, right. They're just not something that really. I, yeah, I'm the same as you. Like I'm going to use the abilities and I'm going to use the runic attacks and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is a move set, and this was in the first game too. But I feel like there's way more of these options in this one. For instance, Hmm. I'll just talk about the Leviathan axe. There would be this move where like if you're fighting and if you dodge, meaning you like if you not not so much dodge, like try to block the attack because blocking is different. So I just want to make sure I'm clear on there. But if you dodge or you back up, Mm -hmm. like you're evading their incoming attack and you hit this button, you'll like throw your axe out. Like so as you're going back and you'll throw the axe out. So it'll, Mm -hmm. it'll hit them and help. Avoid their incoming damage. Yeah. Never used any of those unless it was an accident. Cause I just, I don't have like that when I'm playing a game of this type avoidance, like blocking or rolling out of the way and stuff is fine. But if you just want me to push backwards or step back or any of that kind of stuff and combo that into throwing out an attack, like I'm just never going to do those because I'm rarely retreating. Yeah, I, I'll roll out of the way or or move to dodge something, but I'm not. I'm going to be right in the thick of things, and so I'm yep. just. My brain just doesn't go that way. And so mm-hmm. I would—I didn't unlock any of those abilities till way close to the end because it got to the point where I'm just like, well, I'll just unlock this stuff because I got all the points to do it. That's where I was, yeah. And then I would use them occasionally, but not because my brain went and I was like skilled. I was like, oh yeah, now I'm going to do the roll dodge thing and hack yeah. them up. No, I would just do it because it, it happened. It'd be like, oh, great, cool, that worked. Yeah. But I, no, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I would stick to my ones that I really liked and then I, I would just basically keep using those, which was another good thing about getting the spear because that gave me a third thing to cycle through. Because again, like yes. I said, a lot of times things were on cooldowns or you had to build up a certain level of it before it really hit hard. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me more things to rotate through that were ready to go. So exactly. I, I did kinda like that. Um but there was also a couple of other things, so I, I'm kind of like, I was bummed out by this, but I also understand why they did it. But there were a couple key moves for both the axe, not so much the Blades of Chaos. I feel like the Blades of Chaos, almost everything that I would use in the 2018's God of War was in this game. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple key moves or abilities I guess you could do with the axe, combat moves, that just were not in this game. Like this one where you would you would be attacking, if you keep spamming R1 it would hit hit and then you would like throw the axe and it would do this spin and hit him and then you'd catch it and then if you kept put, hitting it it would throw it out again and keep spinning and it would do this uh stun oh, yeah, damage yeah, yeah. or freeze damage that move was not in this game and that killed me for the first like couple of hours really I, I that was my first move i was like i've got to unlock this cuz i used the mess out of that move in the first game and it wasn't there and i was just like maybe Maybe it was too OP and they like left it for the very end because at the beginning, you know, you can't see necessarily what's further down, but then right. once I had unlocked everything, I was like, I was so bummed that that move was not there. And I'll be honest, initially it made me use the axe less because Really? I just didn't have that move that I really liked. And then I was like, okay, you know, I need to break out of this mindset that's, you know, I need to use what they have there and figure out the way to do it. And I would latch onto my one or two moves that would that would happen there. And something else that wasn't in the first game, at least not from my memory and I don't I didn't really care for it in this one. I didn't like early on anyways cuz I think as you get further down the road it changes you unlock abilities where it happens much quicker. But I didn't like if I wanted to do frost damage, I had to unlock this ability and like activate the axe to go into frost mode yes. and then start fighting and then the same thing with the blades i had to like sit there and spin them and then they would turn into fire mode and then i would go yeah. and fight i i didn't even use that, that. Yeah. i hated that completely yeah Did not like that at all now as you got further down the the skill tree there would be moves where as you're doing damage your your uh weapons will slowly build up whatever their attribute is so like frost or if it's fire yeah. And then there were other ones where that essentially like activating it would happen really fast, like almost mm-hmm. instantaneously. So it definitely got better. But yeah. early on, I was just like, man. And I think that coupled with feeling a little bit underpowered to the the melee damage. And then it's just like it, for, it took me a hot minute to kind of really feel like, okay, I'm, I've got things rolling. I mean, I was doing fine. But if I got into anything even a little bit dicey, I was like, man, yeah. I am just not ready for this. I'm going to have to bounce and I have to go level something up or whatever because and whereas in the Mm -hmm. first game i felt like i'd come into an area there's almost no times that it was like i'm not ready for this i always felt like well i got beat and i am gonna retreat and i'm gonna build up a little bit more but if i stayed here for another 40 minutes i bet i could figure out the cadence to beat this person at my current level never did i feel like that was the case in this game i always felt like i've got to get stronger i got to
1: get stronger yeah in the original i never kind of just repeating what you were saying i never felt like If I uh, was in especially a story area, I felt like I was strong enough to be there unless I bumped into like a Valkyrie, you Uh know. But as far as just the main story goes, I always felt like they had me at a certain pace and I was always prepared to Uh be uh, to be where I was going to be. In the first one, Chris, if you were in a location and wanted to go to another map or world, did you have to go to... uh, a uh, a portal in order to leave, or could you just back out and leave and go to a portal? Because I, I, I didn't remember finding, and you had touched on this a little bit in the podcast, men, getting around the map so, as tedious as I did in this one, um, and that's part of what made me stop. After the afterwards, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hang around in the end game and just keep messing around and finding things and collecting things. Maybe I'll get the plat, but just being able to leave an area kind of like what you had said, finding my way to that portal to get out, I just found that so tedious. I, I just kind of stopped, stopped. So from
0: from my memory, because when I, when I went back and played in May, I didn't do a lot of game stuff. It really was mm-hmm. just to redo the story. So when the story yeah. was done, I, I kind of stopped and didn't worry myself too much about doing a bunch of the extra stuff because I didn't need it because I did New Game Plus. So I had all my oh, armor right. and everything. So I didn't need to rebuild up any of that stuff. So I really didn't go off the beaten path very much. I feel like that there was a way that when you unlocked fast travel to go to other areas, you could do it quicker. Mm-hmm. But I think you still had to go to one of those doors and had to go into the World Tree little area and then right. and then wait for the door to appear and then go. Yeah. So I think all that's the same, but I'm with you. There there was in this one, and I think a big part of it is because how large the areas are. That's especially true. Especially like uh, Vanaheim. And stuff. Vanaheim is massive. Mm-hmm. I, it does feel like... It was just way more cumbersome to get places. and You add on top of that that the map, I don't feel like it was the greatest um, at, at making it obvious how to get where you wanted to go. You mm-hmm. couldn't zoom in super far. You couldn't remove the icon to get a clearer view. The map was like um, three-dimensional in the terms of like, oh, you can tell those are mountains and stuff right there, but it wasn't right. clear. Like, There's a lot of areas in this one where like, oh, it's it's tunnels and stuff underneath the ground. It's like, I can't tell that. I just know I need to be at this mountain. How, how do I find yeah. where that spot is? It's not until you just stumble across it or look it up that you realize, oh, it's underground. There's nothing that lets dictates elevation through the map. So I found the map very difficult to to navigate yeah. when I needed to go somewhere specific. Fortunately, rarely is that a thing in the story. It definitely came up a few times. Right. I'm like, I know right. I need to go to this door. I don't know how to get to that door. How do I get around this way? Mm-hmm. But most of the time, story-wise, you were it was pretty obvious where you yes. needed to go, and it just kind of led you to where you needed to be. But in end game stuff, yeah, it got very tedious at times uh, and was fairly problematic for me, anyways.
1: Speaking of things that weren't in the original, we got to play as Atreus this time around. We did. Which I enjoyed. I was having fun, especially when he got Ingrid the sword. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of bummed when they just... Took it away and you can't like I was what I was curious. Oh, in the end game, I wonder how they're gonna do it, how I can maybe I can choose who I play as, and, and Atreus just kinda like, peace, I'm bouncing, you're Kratos. Yeah. And I was I was a little bummed that they kind of the opposite of Spider Man, where when you played as Miles or Mary Jane, it was kinda like, Oh, I just want to get out of this and go back to Spider Man. I was enjoying playing as Atreus. Yeah. Um and then they just kind of like took that away and I, I was a little bummed to not be able to do that again.
0: Yeah, so that was something that at least in in our discord and and for some people in our community were not liking at all the Atreus really? Atreus yeah. sections. I actually really liked all yeah. the Atreus stuff. And early on, this is kind of indicative of what we were speaking about with Kratos earlier, I thought I was like, man, I am just destroying these people yeah. as Atreus. <laughs> yep. Cuz people were like in the discord were saying like, oh, it's just I like playing as Kratos with the axe and and the blades and everything, but playing as Atreus, just doing melee with the bow and everything, like that's just not fun. I was like, I'm having fun because I'm just dismantling these people with no problems. Yeah. So I actually really enjoyed playing as Atreus. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I'm with you that at the end I thought like, oh, I didn't really know what to expect. It's like, maybe we're going to play as atreus in the end game maybe mm-hmm. you'll just be able to swap out who your companion is that's what i thought was probably the more likely thing to happen yeah um i was not expecting atreus to just be like and i'm gonna go find more giant souls to put in these marbles
1: mm-hmm. adios yeah so
0: that was kind of a little bit different and it's one of the few things that i feel like where this game ended with question marks See, that's another thing so Initially, when 2018 came out, you know, Corey Barlog, who was the, the game director for the first one, did all these like rounds talking to media and spoiler casts and various things. And he had said like essentially like, hey, you know, nothing's in stone. But the thought is that we're making a trilogy on the out of this kind of thing. Mm. So once I saw how long this game was, I was like, oh, man, that's that's long. Like, geez. And then as I was playing it, I was like, this is a lot of game. A lot more when you compare it to the first one and, and like, but then what I was like, maybe this is just going to be it. It's really, they just, they shelved the idea of a trilogy. This is going to be it. So it makes yeah. sense. That it'd be a little bit thicker and meatier and a few more things there because, hmm. and I say that because there were definitely a few areas in this game usually ended up being the Atreus parts where the game just kind of like, I was like, ah, this probably doesn't need to be here. Like, yeah. I don't need to be playing this right now. Like, mm-hmm. this, could, this could go away. And it was never, like, I had problems with stuff like that in The Last of Us Part Two, But I also wasn't enjoying various other aspects of the game. So that mm-hmm. made it stand out more. And this one, I would get that sense, of like, ah, this probably, this is a little much. I don't need this right now. I'm ready to get back to, you know, the actual story and not this side kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was still enjoying my time doing the fighting and all that. Right. So uh, case in point, one of the areas, so you, at this one point you go to, I think it's called, they call it Ironwood. It's, it's mm-hmm. time, essentially. <laughs> Just what I was thinking. Of. And you meet Angerboda, I think is how you say her name. I always want to call mm-hmm. her Angry Bodie. Yeah. But that's not, it's Angerboda or Agraboda or however you want to say it the correct way. And then they have this whole like go off and you f- go hunt or not really hunt, but you go kind of like try to stop uh, Angry Boda's grandma yeah. Who's like an actual giant, which I thought was funny because I thought they had established in the first game that giants aren't actually giant. Hmm. They're just, that's just what you call them. That's like their race, you know, like Asian or or Hispanic or something like it's, right. it's, it's not that they're actually all really big. And they even made a joke about it. And Mimir's laughing at, at Atreus, but then her grandma is like massive, like yeah. she's humongous. Like she's a big fee-fi-fo-fum kind of looking right. giant. And that whole section, I, I still don't really know, like, why did we even have to watch that? I mean, other than maybe kind of seeing like the torment that angry Boda had to deal with by the fact mm-hmm. that her, she's been rejected by her grandmother. And you do get the scene where they put the soul into the snake, which based on the stuff that I had found, essentially, that's kind of like that's Jormungandr. Mm-hmm. So the world serpent. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a cool tie in how you you get that lead oh, okay. into into him. But that whole section, I was just like, I Dude. don't
1: need this. Yeah, I, I'm 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 right there with you because I thought just as a section to play, like it was fun. You're the little people, and you're in this giant's world. But mm-hmm. in the big picture, I was like, I I, I I I'm kind of done with this. We can move on now at any yeah. point. You know, it's it's cool, but. I I mean,
0: before you ever ever even get to that, you have this section. So you go to Jotunheim with Angry Buddy. You're kind of learning some stuff. All that's neat. I like Mm -hmm. learning the stuff about the giants and the little soul marbles and all that's cool. Yeah. Then you go out uh, with this yak and you're riding the yak and you're grabbing plants or something. And I'm like, I was done with the yak. I was like, all right. When we got back to the camp, I was like, cool, we're done with this yak stuff. Time Mm -hmm. to go back and go to the main mission. Then that is when you're off to go hunt giant grandma And I'm like, no, I I mean, if if it would have ended with the yak stuff, and quite frankly, I could have removed the yak stuff. But if it would have ended with the yak stuff, I feel like that would have been like, all right, right at the right time. I Mm -hmm. I feel like that whole other section was not necessarily needed. I will say that there are other sections that you play as just a trace because you go to Asgard twice. Mm -hmm. You end up going on this hunt uh, for pieces of this mask that you're trying to find for Odin with uh, Thor and kind of talking with Thor. None of those felt too long to me.
1: No, no. Those
0: all felt fine. I, and I actually enjoyed learning a little bit more about the story aspects and, and kind of going and hunting yep. this mask piece. Those were fine. It was really the Jotunheim one was the one that really stuck out to me. as like, wow, we really don't need this. We can yeah. just kill this off. And then other aspects of the story that I thought were a little long in the tooth. Some of the stuff um, in Vanaheim or was it Vanaheim? Is that the one where uh Freya and, and Freya's originally from? Isn't it okay. Vanaheim? I don't remember. I think that, I which think is that it which. is. Yeah. Um And then you know you go and you say Freya, and you know we get up on the fly boat and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All that and then the whole Freya, I understand and I like Freya going and, and destroying the way in which she's kind of locked out of the realms and all that. Yeah. But all that together is like, this is a little much. We could trim some fat here. We can just yeah. pull out some of these things. I understand you want to establish how she's going to break this curse that she has. And I understand you want to establish her and her brother kind of getting back together a little bit and, and becoming... You know, family again, so to speak. But just all the excess stuff was just a little much. I could have used yeah. some trimming there.
1: I, I The the part with a grandmother and then the part after we got the two dogs to chase the sun and the moon again. I was just kind of yeah. like, you could have told us this or whatever. I, that just, just kind yeah. of felt a little... Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I I wish I I think I had messaged it to you in a in a private message. Just kind of like I wish they had given the miles treatment to this part where, mm-hmm. you know, kind of trim some of these things. Yeah. And I'd have been perfectly fine with it.
0: Yeah. So story wise, outside of those few aspects that we kind of mm-hmm. didn't weren't the biggest fans of. um was there anything in coming into this game from your memory? Because I know you didn't play it just right like I had. Yeah. Was there anything that you remember that you are like, oh, I remember in the first one, this area or this aspect was kind of a cliffhanger or, or or you know, left unanswered. I kind of am hoping to learn this. Or was there anything you were specifically looking forward to yeah. to
1: surprise you? I remembered that Atreus was Loki, kind of like a big reveal at the end. And then as we were getting into it, I remembered, oh, yeah... Kratos kind of hung around, pulled the curtain back and saw that, that, uh, mm-hmm. image, the, the foretelling of him, you know, laying down and, 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 and I, and I I had totally forgotten that Baldur was Freya's son. I was so glad that they yeah. kind of included that in, in the little recap. Um, and I remembered at the end that Thor had shown up at Kratos's doorstep, you know, yeah. and, and that was all I really remembered. So I wasn't sure what to expect. um, I remembered another kind of a cool thing they showed at the end of the first one was they revealed that Thor's wife was the one that had been leaving the Golden Trail to kind of show them along the way. Kratos' wife. Uh, yeah, Kratos' wife. Sorry. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that they would show who was leaving kind of the white glyphs mm-hmm. in this one. Um, Kind of like, oh, I wonder who's leading them around this. Th- I don't know if they did reveal that it went above to my, my head. to
0: my that i caught they did not and I, it, that was one thing in this one in the first game it was like oh this is like a cool reveal about mm-hmm. this thing whereas in this one it was just kind of like uh ah, there's just markings everywhere yeah it's just what you know but we're just gonna k- skip on past we're not gonna talk about it because yeah. this time we really just need it to be the ways for you to know you can climb this thing there's no cool story beat Tied Mm -hmm. to that, like it wasn't the first one. So that was I was with you there when I saw it. I was like, I wonder if they're gonna say anything about this. And to my recollection, and and that I realized there was never anything said about it. Um, Which I mean, I understand because she wouldn't have done it again without it being gold. And then you can't really like reveal it again. Here's this other person who walked Mm -hmm. every step like that. It wouldn't have hit the way that it did in the first one. Yeah. Um, Was there anything from the first game that you can recall that like was unanswered that you? We're hoping to get an answer to or anything that no, nothing you remember that stood at all?
1: out. Yeah, yeah, nothing that stood out. What about was there for you? Was there something that uh, you were looking for to to get an answer on?
0: There, there was a couple of things. Really, Um not not a t- and some of them basically were answered in the sense that I just wanted to learn more. Obviously, I was super interested in Thor, and we knew that he was going to be in this game and, mm-hmm. and how that's going to tie in. I was really interested to see how it's going to be resolved between freya and 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 kratos and atreus like is she gonna be a main villain of the next one or is it gonna get patched up Mm -hmm. i was super interested in seeing that one thing that was a huge a couple of things the they both tie into jormungandr so when jormungandr said like that he looks familiar Mm -hmm. i wanted to know how that was tied in that kind of gets tied in by the fact that he's the one that put the soul of the giant. Uh, that's the way that I'm reading it. The soul mm. of the giant into the snake that becomes Jormungandr. So I thought that was kind of cool. But then there was this other story beat. In the first one, when Atreus kind of comes down with this sickness after he, they, they, he like gets all angry and his fire of power comes out and then he he passes yeah. out. And Kratos rushes over to go to Freya's house. And as they're going up the... The uh um the elevator to go underneath her house to take her in there to hopefully get her to help make him well. Mm-hmm. The horn that they blow to call Yormengander gets blown. Yeah, and Kratos looks back, so he he's obviously reacting to the fact that he hears the horn, and then Mimir even says someone's calling the serpent, and he says, and Kratos just kind of acknowledges, like, "Yep, there somebody is," but he he doesn't care because he's got his kid. He's really just focused on his kid they never explain who that who did that who blew it why they blew it nothing so i thought there were going to be some answer in this game wow and it was not answered
1: anywhere Interesting. not even
0: touched on so that's yeah. like the biggest hmm. mystery from the first game that was like and at this point, like, I know how it all plays out. So it's like, it doesn't, I guess, really matter, except that I just want to know who was blowing the horn, <laughs> right. who called the serpent, what yeah. did they do and or say to the serpent? Because at that point in time, hmm. as far as you're aware, Mamir's really the only one that can talk to the serpent because he's speaking a dead language that nobody else knows. Yeah. So I was really hoping that that would be answered or something. And also like you, I was like, At the end of this game, it really looks like that prophecy is saying Kratos is going to die. And then when, so is he going to die? Like, how's this going to play out? And then, spoiler alert, which is what this (laughs) is all about. He doesn't die.
1: Yeah. And for a little bit. I was shocked by that.
0: It kind of threw me. They throw as you get towards the end. They're kind of throwing a lot of stuff at you pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I did have to kind of go back and look at a few things and rewatch a few cut scenes on YouTube and whatnot. After, like, right after I'd finished the game, and yeah, and and like after I'd do a play session, I'd go back and try to find that and rewatch it and be like, okay, I don't. How is this going on? Because it, it, you feel like he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. He doesn't die, and then at the end, when they they find that last mural. He opens it up and you see everything. And then when Atreus leaves, Kratos goes around to the backside of it and there's another mural and you open that up. And it's the same thing that was, at least on the far side, is the same mural that was on the rock. Except rather than Kratos being there laying on the ground, seemingly dead with Atreus Mm -hmm. kind of like screaming out and then Thor standing over him. That's all been painted over with red and kind of marked out. And then over that is a statue of Kratos seemingly in reverence where everybody's like really down yeah and and, and like i guess you could say worshiping him or at the very Mm -hmm. least paying reverence and and homage to like oh you know being the person who did all the stuff for us
1: i didn't realize that was the same the first part was the same painting from the rock i didn't realize it's not super
0: obvious the first time you see it but when you re-watch it really they they go to this angle and you can see the the part where kratos is laying back and down the ground and it's Mm -hmm. painted over with red and then on the other side because in the mural it's it seems like Thor is going to be the one to kills him because Thor's like kind of standing above while yeah. Kratos is down on the ground. Um, and so it's been painted over with the red and then the yellow paint used to make the statue of Kratos and essentially kind of tying in the fact that kind of what Kratos said, but then also Faye kind of going with it as well, that. Yes, there is this prophecy, but at the end of the day, like your fate is not necessarily written. You can change it by making better decisions. Kind of like when yeah. they went to the Norns, uh, and then in the older games when we were still in the Greek mythology, whenever he went to the Fates, Kratos went to the Fates. It's like, yes, all this stuff is foretold and all the stuff is said is gonna happen, but if you it, it's they were saying like it's not that we're we're predicting what you're going to do. It's just that you're going to do exactly what we know you're going to do. Like it's predictable. So we can just predict what's going to happen, but you do have the ability to change it. And Kratos did all those things by doing like he told Kratos, or excuse me, told Atreus, he became better. Mm -hmm. He changed like he, he could have just killed Thor or, you know, at the very least, like when he had him beat, he could have just killed him. He could have killed all these people and he chose not to. He chose to spare him. He chose to be better and he chose to try to, you know, extend the olive branch, if you will. And he's like, he's only fighting because he was defending himself. But he's like, I don't have quarrel with you. You know, I don't have an issue with your daughter. My son is friends with her. You know, like this yep. is not what this is about. I'm not going to do this kind of thing. I'm I'm just protecting myself, if you will. And it ends up being Odin that kills Thor. And mm-hmm. so those things changing makes it to where obviously Ragnarok ends up happening. All the other the realms aren't under the 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 fear of Odin and the other uh, other gods that were kind of ruling over them and, and with an iron fist, if you will. Yeah. So I thought that that was really cool how they tied that all around and that that you did get the answer that he didn't die. It, and I will be honest, the first time I go around, I was like, I don't understand how this Dude. didn't go that way. Yep. I had to kind of put the pieces together, and I totally missed the first time. When he opened that door, I saw the Kratos statue and his its effect on him, knowing that that's how it turned out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until the second viewing that I realized, oh, it's painted over the original prophecy
1: that I Faye didn't even had see shown. that on the second viewing. Yeah, but and,
0: and it's not super. Wow. So like the the part where you see Kratos laying down on the ground is like by his arm. Like mm. it's it's if you look for it, you can see it. It's clearly visible, Interesting. which is one thing that's really cool about this game. Um, And gosh, there's so much stuff that we've kind of skipped over. We'll have to get back to, Um, (laughs) but there's all these little things that you may not pick up on, but then once certain things happen, if you go back and look at it, things become, it's like, oh, we really did tell you this. We did say that we did put in obvious things, but you don't pick up on them at the time because you're not expecting the things to be how they go. And then when you go back and look, they're laying the pebbles and putting all the pieces Mm -hmm. right in front of you, but you're just not necessarily looking for it.
1: Yeah, I, I was just like you, where at the end I was confused that Kratos died. And then after the the second watch through, I think like two or three times, totally missed it. Them talking about just because it's been prophesied doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. man, they told me this a couple times and I just yep. didn't fathom. And then, you know, as to your point that you just mentioned, it, I, when I in the very beginning, when Fenrir passes away, which totally I did not. You know when 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 Kratos says, what was the spell you said i I didn't even remember that he had said any kind of a spell, mm-hmm. and then I uh, you know I do remember oh, the kind of like the twinkles or you know Fenrir's soul leaving, but then the second time you see one little twinkle go yep, into his goes knife a knife didn't even yeah, it
0: happens, like. but it's not super in your face, so it's unless not. you're really
1: paying attention, yeah you're
0: gonna miss that because yeah. when they did that at first, I was like, I don't understand he's stabbing the He's stabbing the giant wolf in the head. I don't. How is this gonna fix? it? And then he goes off, and I was like, Oh, he's putting the soul. Oh, because yeah. okay. at that point you'd already seen the marble stuff, so you realize you're like, Wait a minute! Mm-hmm. I do recall that when he, when his dog died, Fenrir, that that same thing happened. Is like a piece of it must have gone in the knife. I was the same way. I had to go back and watch it because I didn't pick yep. up on it that that had actually happened.
1: Yeah. Did you? Uh, when he, when Fenrir passed. I don't know, just as a dog person and a dog mm-hmm. owner, man, that hit me. Just yeah. <laughs> that hit me so And then when he came back, that hit me yeah. all over again. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's one of those things where um I I had seen some articles. Like I was trying to avoid a bunch of stuff because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have anything spoiled, but I I'd seen this one article, you know, because I'm looking for news stories for the you know, the podcast. Yeah. And I saw this one article and the headline said something about man, this game is just not good to people who are pet people. Like, oh, really? Eli. Yeah. Eli. And, and it had a picture of just him and the dog. I was like, ah, she's oh, the dog. No. So, you know, I'm just inferring, they didn't say it, but right, I'm inferring, right. ah, the dog's going to die or we're going to see a bunch of animals get hurt that you don't want to, <laughs> even though you're killing all kinds of animals, you know, right. you know, evil creatures and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I, I kind of was prepared for it a little bit, hmm. but I absolutely know uh, what it is that you're talking about and what you're what you mean when you say that. Cause yeah, it's one of those things where if you're just like the, the entire first game and even this one, to some expect to, to some respect, I know Gabe's like it's connecting with him on even another level because he's a father of boys mm-hmm. and a father who has had a rocky past with his personal father, you know, in his personal life, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and kind of thing. So I know all those kind of beats, even though I can sense a lot of them and see them and respect them and have empathy and, and a few of the things I can kind of feel like from my own experiences, I don't hit it doesn't hit for me the same way it does there. Sure. Similar situation. I'm sure people that are not really pet people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's sad. All oh, the poor dog." Whereas yeah. you know people
1: like you and I are over there like, "No, but the
0: dog." Right. <laughs> thing, yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I I really and 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 to your point again, where the first one was you know easier for Gabe to connect with because he is a father. I felt like this game was easier to connect with for me because Mm -hmm. it was more of I have a father, you Mm -hmm. know, that I, you know, and and had, you know, have that that connection. And it was easier to go the other way where you're seeing things more from Atreus's point of view, Mm -hmm. where this time you're dealing with things not because you have a son, but because you have a father. And and Mm -hmm. things definitely hit me harder this go around between Kratos and and Atreus because I am the son this time around. And, And I thought that was a really cool slight shift they made. And to kind of tie in with that a little bit, and and this is one aspect.
0: This one little spot in particular is a big part of why I'm bummed that Gabe is not on this podcast with us because he had mm. mentioned something to us in our our chat, minus Tim because Tim hasn't even started the game, so we definitely don't want to be spoiling anything for him. Yeah. But he had mentioned something about like I'm at this point in the game. You know, I just got to to Asgard the first time. He's like, I'm not liking a trace's attitude or any of this kind of yes. stuff. Like he's all being like. Uh, disobedience and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I really want to unpack that so much with Gabe. Cause to me, like I never got that. Like in the first I game. Yes. Either. Yes. Like Atreus gets, you know, full of himself and, and starts being a little jerk and just like, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. Kratos has got to knock him down a peg or two kind of thing. In this one, while him and Kratos have a lot of the same contentious aspect in, in several different ways, we know because we've seen the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. We understand he's really doing all this because he's trying to save his dad. And when he would say things like, when Atreus or when Kratos would say, like, you need to tell me what's going on and be honest with me, and he'd be like, I need you to trust me. Yeah. There are things that you don't tell me, didn't tell me, and even things now you probably aren't telling me because you need me to trust you mm-hmm. and that you're doing things for the right reasons. I need that same thing given to me because I'm doing things. And the whole time is, is because he saw that prophecy wall. He thinks Kratos is going to die. So he's trying to do anything he can to make it to where Kratos doesn't die. Whereas in the first game, he's just being a little garbage piece of a kid. You know, he's like just, (laughs) he's he's just being being like, exactly. Yeah. He's he's being a kid. That's just, you know, being rebellious and kind of wanting to do his own thing thinking he knows better. Whereas this Mm -hmm. one, the difference is, at least from his perspective, he actually does know better because he doesn't know that until later on you find out Kratos actually seen that piece of the wall, but he had no idea. So he's trying to be his dad savior, whereas in prior, you know, it was the other way around kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I just, I want to hear Gabe expound upon that so much and see like, which, and maybe by the time he gets to the end of the game, his opinion will change on that. But I just want to ask him so bad, like, oh, explain what you mean. Because yeah. I, I thought, I, I really dug the way that Atreus was handled and, and the way he yep. carried himself and everything he did in this game. I feel like, of course, this is, this is kind of an obvious statement because he's older and a little bit wiser, but I feel like he had his head on. Right, the whole game. Of course, he's still getting deceived, and there's pieces of the puzzle he doesn't see. So, but I feel like with the information he has at hand, he made a lot of great decisions. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first game, you know, he's a young kid and not making any good decisions. He's making yeah. all other all these. He's just doing stuff just to do it because he thinks, you know, I'm a god. I can do what I want. Right. You know, all yeah. this kind of stuff. So yeah. I thought that was cool that this in this one he he, he really. He felt really smart to me. I felt like he was making the best moves that he could with the information that he had at his hand.
1: I really wish uh, at the Game Awards that Atreus, Sonny, whatever his name is, would have won over Kratos. Mm -hmm. Because I feel, yeah, Christopher Judge has a great voice. But the performance, and it's not just him, it's directing and the writing, it seems fairly one note to me, maybe two, he's either being very serious or shouting, Atreus, no! Where I felt like Atreus got to really just ride an emotional roller coaster and and just all over the place, and I I, I really, I I was a little bummed that he didn't get a little more recognition. Yeah, it's good to be nominated, but I felt like he did such a good job, he had to go through a lot and play a lot, and... Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 so I definitely props to to that little guy. Um, I had and,
0: seen, of course, I don't have it pulled up at the moment, but I had also seen a lot of talk about people who were like, "Man, I I wish the
1: actress who voiced Freya would have been nominated yes. too." Yes, yeah, Th- there were so many wonderful performances in this, and and maybe maybe if they'd had a supporting role then maybe Atreus or Freya would have would have gotten a nod but there were so many performances Thor and Odin were so much fun i when they were on the on the the screen i just loved it the guy that played yeah. Odin was such a delight to watch
0: so real quick Danielle Nicole Mm-hmm. The Sudi, I think I want to make sure I'm giving her a proper shout out because I, I know what she looks like. I know her face, but I was like, ah, yeah. why can't I think of what her name is? And clearly yeah. I'm butchering her last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that let's let's transition now into the new people that we got to see mm-hmm. and, and a few more things. So I, I'm with you. I initially did not like Odin at all. Yeah. Like when, when we which one thing. So the introduction of being introduced to Thor and Odin. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool how it was a callback to that dream sequence that you have at the end of the first game, kind of in the post-game of the first game. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool that it was essentially the same... Thing And then you just get to see where that picks up when he actually goes inside. Yeah. I thought that whole exchange was cool. And then Odin shows up and it's not as though I was expecting him to be bigger or more menacing than Thor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I expected him to be a smaller guy and and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know the minute he started speaking, no disrespect by any means to the actor or anything like that. But I just it just wasn't in my head what I thought. Mm. I was like, this is Odin who you've spent the entire last game hyping up is this big menacing, <laughs> right? Not, not menacing necessarily in, in like size, gargantuan size per so much, but just like yeah. all father, all the knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I just, it just didn't feel intimidating to me. And yeah. I, I didn't even get the sense of like, Oh man, you're a slimy guy. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I just got like, this just seems like someone mm. you just walk uh, across the street and like, Oh, there's a person trying to sell me another Sword hilt, nah, <laughs> quit bugging me today, guy. Yeah, I just was not impressed with, with Odin at all initially. Mm. Thor, absolutely. I loved yeah. his character design. I loved the voice. I loved all that stuff. I thought that was a great, really awesome take on Thor. Um, but then somewhere along the way, I can't put my finger mm. on exactly when it happened. Maybe it was the first time we get to Asgard because I know you don't deal with Thor a ton. I mean, excuse me, uh, Odin a ton before that. But I really came around on Odin. Yeah, I really enjoyed the way that the actor and I—I'm blanking on all these names. He was Richard on like West Wing or, or something, Schiff? wasn't yeah, he? He was or in he, the West Wing. He's done, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, right? But, but yeah, I—I I, I did enjoy his take on it and how he was doing it. And I, when you know, and I don't know a ton about Norse mythology, but one of the things yeah. that I do know about Odin from the game and from my little bits that I have explored about Norse after the first game. His whole like crux is he he wants knowledge. He just wants mm. knowledge. He wants to know as much as he can, know everything. He wants to be able to prevent Ragnarok and prevent his death. And he needs all this knowledge to figure out how best to do that kind of thing. So when I saw how they were playing Odin, I was like, oh man, like you can see the manipulation and the conniving and mm-hmm. the, all that kinds, kinds of stuff. And I started to really appreciate the, the, the way that he was being presented with this actor and his look. Cause he cause that when mm-hmm. I wanted someone that was kind of intimidating in some respect. Yeah. It made more sense the more that I played it. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm more intimidated by him yeah. not knowing what I can trust than I am if he was kind of brooding in like this yep. big, huge presence kind of thing. So I I I yeah. that was me coming around to realizing, oh, the way that I wanted it was absolutely wrong. They made the right decision. This mm. is played correctly. They got the right guy, the right voice, all that kinds of stuff. I absolutely yeah. came around on all that kinds of stuff.
1: Do you th- how much of what he told Atreus do you think was true as far as is? Do you think that is actually how he lost his eye? Did he really want the math? Is that what he wanted the mask for? To know what was on the other side for him? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that he he wanted to know.
0: Like as far as if that's how he lost his eye, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I think it's a cool story, and mm-hmm. the fact that he yeah. like wouldn't let Atreus look in without makes me think that there's some validity validity to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they changed Mimir's story and how he is the way that he is a little bit, I, I don't think that it would work because he basically, in, in the Norse mythology, if I'm remembering correctly, he basically plucks out his own eye so that he can get information and, and drink from Amir's well where all this knowledge comes oh, from. Like really? That was, his, that was oh, wow. his trade so that he could, could drink from that and get all that knowledge. So since they didn't have that aspect, I like that there was a hmm. different reason for why he was missing an eye. Um, I do think that he wanted to get in whatever little bit that he got from there, he knowing that there's knowledge and the fact that Loki could sense like, Oh, there's like knowledge or truth behind this. I do think knowing Odin's character of just wanting as much knowledge as it can, it makes, I believe that he truly did think that I need what's behind here. I need this mass to be complete and this kid can help me get there. And absolutely the minute this kid gives me what it is, I think will I'll just get rid of him. Like he's yeah. just expendable. I just want the knowledge. So I, I feel like all of that was legitimate, but clearly like the rest of the time, Saying, "Oh, you know, you're a uh, you're free to go. You can do whatever you want. You're not a prisoner here." Everything like he wasn't, but the whole time Odin mm-hmm. just was pulling the puppet strings and making him do what he wanted to do, kind of thing. He was yeah. not at all of his own free will. He was he was being controlled, even though he didn't realize that he was, kind of thing.
1: A lot of times, especially during a boss fight, I'm so focused on the fighting and what mm-hmm. what's on cooldown, whatever. I don't hear a lot of what is said during the fight. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up on the final fight? With Thor, and I can't remember now if it was his wife or his daughter, just because of the time we live in and current events, some phrases stick out to me. And Thor, it's again, it's either his wife or his daughter. He says, You keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And I was, I don't oh, know, like, I didn't catch on what that. It, did did they put that in after? Did they was it just a coincidence that of course now we all think yeah. of, of Will Smith, but yeah. As soon as he said it, I was like, How did I miss that the first time? And when did they put that in? <laughs> yeah,
0: I no, I I did not I did not catch that. That's that's kind of crazy.
1: Which by the way, I really liked his
0: daughter's character. Did think it was a little weird that she warmed up to Atreus way faster considering that Atreus and Kratos basically killed both of her brothers. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you're really kind of warming up Atreus pretty quickly here. <laughs> but outside of that, I really liked her character. and I, I didn't, did not I didn't know Thor had a daughter. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I liked that it seemed like her and Atreus were kind of getting along and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I enjoyed that interaction. Thor's wife mm-hmm. thought it was kind of crazy how she just really kind of just flipped the script pretty quickly at the yeah. end. Yeah. So that makes me think that like maybe that was all on a front to begin time. really, she just wanted to get out of this, but she had to put on the front of, you know, yeah. like, of, you know, I'm the, the good acer and all this kinds of stuff. So I thought that was interesting how they did that. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the kind of the last big thing that we need to get to is tear, mm-hmm. which you find early. You kind of uh, free him from his prison, if you will, early in the game. Um, and then he's with you. Back at the hub, which is Sindri's mm-hmm. house for this game for all, the vast majority of the game. Yeah. Um, just He goes out on one mission with you when you go to Alfheim, I believe, yes. after you, you free him, you get back to Sindri's house, you go to Alfheim one time, he goes with you, but he pretty much doesn't ever go out on another mission mm-hmm. or anything with you, um, and... What did you think about the whole tier thing and you can lead into the twist of the tier thing and and what what were your thoughts on on all that stuff?
1: Yeah, and what's funny is that upon the second watching, I was really looking anytime tear was on the screen to see if there's any kind of a hint they dropped. Just the smallest little nod or wink, I didn't pick up on anything anything no as far as a hint or because of course you don't want to play your hand but mm-hmm. I thought man is is someone gonna say something that he'll have a reaction to or just a, a a look. I didn't see anything man they didn't give me a hint at all. Uh it was uh Sarah was in the room with me when I was watching the second time and mm-hmm. it it floored her and she had only watched the last three and a half hours of this yeah. video I was watching. Um it was uh it was a cool twist. I really liked it. I I um and I was it made me all the more happy to that I stuck around in the end game long enough to free tier the actual mm-hmm. tier from his prison. So that was kind of cool to see. I did wonder if tier was always Odin from the get, or at some point did Odin swap him out and put him in this other prison mm-hmm. where we found him? I'm not sure. You know, if if when when Tyr, if tier was always Odin, or if at some point there was some sort of a switch, just because we left him behind so often. But I thought it was I thought it was fun. I I enjoyed it. So this was the one aspect for me that the game
0: of the game that got spoiled really prior pretty oh, early no. on. Um, I was looking up some video on how to get past some stupid puzzle. Yep. I remember and, you warning me. <laughs> and I I finished the video. When you finish the video, there's other videos down below that you yep. can – suggested videos. Like as this one's finishing out, not necessarily the ones that pop up on the screen because sometimes that happens too. But this video I was watching, it, it – some of them, like, they kind of explain the puzzle, but then other ones, like, they just, like, I just need, like, a do this, do this, do this. Like, I, mm-hmm. if I needed to figure it out, I would just stay in the game and figure it out. It's like, I'm trying to progress here. I'm trying to finish yeah. out this thing, this one stupid, squishy, you know, throw the axe through the puzzles. Right. the crap out of me. So I was like, oh, come on. So I saw I saw these other ones. I was like, okay, I think I know what this one's happened, but I'm just going to check out a couple of these other ones to see if they're more clear on what mm. needs to happen. And then I saw one, and it was Tear sitting on the ground, which from the thumbnail just looked like when you find him in that room. Yep. But I happened to read the title, and it said something about... I don't remember exactly, but it said something about um, the real Tear or something oh, like that. And I was no. like... And I was like and I scrolled away real quick, and I was like, "But I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I was no. like, I bet this is a fake tear. This is Odin.' Mm. So I, I, I didn't expressly tell me, but I was able to just from that one little reading that sentence wow. surmise because even again from the picture wasn't obvious because it when you actually find him and save him, he's in the big uh, the frozen area, and it's yep. all like cold. And from my memory, I was like, "This does not at all look like the area that was on that thumbnail. It looked mm-hmm. like the warmer tones of the mine where you f- actually find him." Yep. So from the picture, I wouldn't have gotten it. It's just the way that the the headline was worded it made me think. I think this Odin. Um, excuse me. I think this tear is not real. And my only thing that I can think is that it's Odin. Now, there are some things that you that he does that i knew now that i knew this i was kind of trying to pay or i didn't know it but surmised it i was paying more attention to various things and you put some pieces together so one thing and this i actually didn't know until i was watching some stuff after the game because i didn't have this is one of the times when i didn't have subtitles on Mm -hmm. usually i do but i didn't this time but when you're playing the game if you have subtitles on it spells his name tyr Mm -hmm. But after the game, when you find the real tier, it's T and there's an accent on the Y and the R. So that you can tell that from visually, you can tell like the real tier has the accent. The fake tier doesn't. Of course, I wouldn't have picked up on that more than likely, even if I had subtitles on, but I didn't at all. So I didn't see that. Um, Something else that they say is at one point, whenever Freya goes back there with you, um, tier refers to her as Frigg. At one yeah, point, yeah, and that nobody ever called her that except for Odin.
1: Oh,
0: so everybody else calls her Freya. That was like a, a thing that he called her, and and I don't remember what her response to that was. Like if she picked up on it, I don't remember mm. being super obvious, but I remember picking up on that. Like, oh, that's different. Nobody's ever called her that. Interesting. Um, totally and went off my head. There was one other scene, or there was some scene where uh, I think it was Sindri or somebody makes mention of. Oh yeah, Tyr, he slept in the broom closet or he slept in the closet or whatever like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's kind of crazy or whatever. But that closet is the same one where Odin escapes out of and appears. So he was probably going oh. into there when he was sleeping and that's when he was going back to go do his Odin-y stuff. Interesting. So th- there was a couple little things like that. Uh, th- when they went into, when they had saved him and they took him into that area you're seeing behind the shrine, you're seeing the big prophecy thing in the big sand world is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching it, he makes mention of something. I don't remember his exact line, but he's basically says something like, no, I'm not going to let that happen or something like that. And then he starts going down as like, no, I'm I'm not going to do war. I'm a pacifist and all this kinds of stuff like that. But mm. it made me, it was like, huh, that's kind of odd. And by this point, I'm thinking he's not really, a, a, a he's not really t- So I'm like, I wonder if he's being so, pacifist about this because he's like, no, I'm not going to do that because again, Odin's trying to prevent his own death in Ragnarok the whole time. Right. So little things like that, where I was like, I wasn't sure until I got to the end of the game. That I was like, okay, some of these pieces do line up. Other things may have just been me grabbing at straws because I, I already was suspicious of the fact that that right. he was he was gone. So interesting when the when the twist happens and he kills Brock or stabs Brock. Of course, at the time you don't know if he's going to die or not. Yeah. What did what did you? Like the whole Brock death thing, like what? Talk about that from your perspective. Like I mean, that, I that I did.
1: did not expect it at all, and I uh, I really, I mean, I I loved Brock and Sindri before, but man, just the whole backstory of Sindri bringing Brock back to life and Brock not having a soul and all that just yeah made it so deep, and and again. Sarah was with me watching the replay, and and she and she just couldn't believe watching this. And then she said, um, "How do they know each other?" And I said, "They're brothers," and that just made it. She just she audibly gasped and was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. You know, and just amplified mm-hmm. just the uh, uh, you know kind of again. I wish Gabe was here because I don't remember what conversation it was in, but I remember Gabe saying that Brock was his favorite character. Yeah. I remember thinking, well, don't get too close to him. (laughs) Yeah. From
0: the last point that we talked to him about where he was in the game, like he's not gotten to that sequence yet. So I'm, I'm kind of interested and, you know, coupled that with, like, because I'm the same as you. I mean, I, I love Brock and Sindri, their they're dynamic. Them, when they were individual, once they, you know, mended their relationship and got back mm-hmm. together, the back and forth between the two of them. Brock is absolutely very brash, but he's, I feel like most people have a person like that in their life, where they're like, oh my gosh, you just kind of like. Yeah. You, you feel like at times, like, I just can't with how this person's doing this, but at the same time, you can't help but just find Mm -hmm. that a bit endearing the way that they're doing things and, and and know that they'll at the end of the day, they're going to be there for you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and and, I just personally find a lot of his lines and things funny. Yeah. Um, so when they went to go create the spear and I wasn't right away putting two and two together with why Sindri was so anti, I know I need to go talk to the lady, which ends up being this mermaid, mermaid cat person. I don't know exactly how (laughs) you say what it is. The forge. Was that it? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was so cool how when you get there and then Mimir ma- mentions the line about like, oh, she doesn't see or she's not acknowledging you because you don't have a soul. Which he yeah. didn't say it that way. He's like, seems like she'd only be talking to someone and he kind of puts two and two together of, of of what that's all about. And honestly, like you were mentioning before um, about the the moment with Fenrir and, Mio you know, as being a dog owner and all this kinds of stuff. Um, but I think... For this game, that moment of uh, him asking her to bless that spear, mm-hmm. not acknowledging it, he, having Mimir kind of thro- say that throwaway line, so to speak, just kind of speaking out loud, him putting the things together, mm-hmm. and then Kratos kind of—and I don't know for sure—I'd have to rewatch it because I haven't—kind of picking up on the situation and what what's going on, and not knowing the specifics of that he doesn't have a soul, but saying no, you know, you can bless that, and then getting down to his level and doing yeah. that like the 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 respect in that mm-hmm. moment and then hearing Brock do that cuz you know he's thinking he's always thought he's probably other than in making his weapons and kind of he he talks a big game but always had this sense that he feels a little inferior mm-hmm. and then like he's the blue the you know, guy that's turned blue from all the stuff and like just all these these things yeah. about him that he's probably putting on a front and have Kratos bend down and respect him that way and, and ask him to bless it. And then giving that, like that moment, Ugh. I had to stop playing. I had to, really, I, had to yeah. I had to, I had to finish it. And then I had to go to the menu for a minute. Cause that, that moment hit me harder in this game than almost any moment. And I had the whole Finn rear dog thing and all these kinds of right. things too. But I, I love yeah. that moment. So when, mm-hmm. when the Brock stabbing happened and I'm like, all right, Freya, keep doing your whittly hoos and make the, the <laughs> sparkles come out your finger. Make him bring bring him homeboy back. Yeah. And then when he didn't, and then he says the line, he's like, I know what you did to Sindri. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I forgive you on that. Ah, oh, man, again, just kills Yum. me because there's no, he, he, he doesn't get it. Like, this is the end of the road for Brock. Mm-hmm. And there was always going to be an end of the road, but to have it be premature because of what Sindri did, and it was selfish what Sindri did, uh, but to have Brock, you know, the the brash, mm-hmm. tell it like it is, say, hey, you know, I understand, and, and no hard feelings, you know, I forgive you, and, and yeah. everything like that, that hit hard. And then for him to die, and then the whole flip on Sindri. Like, I I understand Sindri's everything he went through at the end of the game but i just have to say i hate it so much i hate all of his just animosity now and his flip of character yeah. and, and and being dirty and filthy and having blood and stuff on him and not caring and mm-hmm. and and hating all of the group like kratos and atreus and everybody now yeah. again i don't hate it from the aspect of like i'm mad at the developers for doing it or telling oh, the story oh yeah way. yeah yeah uh, yeah, I just want to be clear, because there's other games where I have hated their choices. Right. Um, but I just... ah oh, man, it, it just cuts me like a knife that the game ends with him, with not knowing what that situation is. And that kind of leading back to originally, was there things that you didn't... that mm. that didn't from the first game? Like, that's one from this game that I was like... It makes me think, okay, well, there's clearly going to be more in this story. One, because Atreus just bounces, and we don't right. really know what's going to end up happening with him. And then two, I just this was the first time I thought like, maybe they're going to have DLC for this game. Cause there has to be some reconciliation, even if it's a, sorry, it's, we're never going to be, it's never going to work out. Yeah. This is the end of the road. Like it was never definitively said, there's just this tension. And then he just goes into his disappears, like literally in his little with his dwarf magic. And I'm just like, I hate how it ends. I just hate not having an answer and there not being some type of, Reconciliation. And, and again, I know like that's life. That's how life goes. Like, mm-hmm. in sometimes things can't, there can't be reconciliation and there can't, things are gonna end the way that they end, but it's just, ah, oh, it's like this nagging in my soul. It's just like, I just want there to be, yep. even if it's not like happy ending.
1: Yep. I can
0: understand that, but just to have the just walk off, no mm-hmm. final word, no, ah, it just, it, yeah. it eats at me, man. It eats at me.
1: I mean, we've all lost people and then we've all had friends who have lost people and we've, Mm -hmm. we've, we've seen people be in that point of their life Mm -hmm. and we always, you know, that's when you, you want to have the words to say that brings them out of it. And we know that there are no words. They just only time can, can take that and can, and can, you know, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like you, you know, Sarah said at one point, why is he still so angry? And I was like, because he's still going through the loss that he just went, you know, it just happened, you know, and, and he's probably going to be there for a while, but I'm just like you because, because we've all been there and we've all had loved ones that have been in that spot. I hate for anyone to be in where, Mm. where Sindri is at the end of the game. And, and, and like you, I want to, I want to have a, a six months later, or a two years mm-hmm. later, or however long it takes for him to be able to be be good again, or close to good, or better than he was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cause, the same. Because it's
0: it's like I I liked seeing him go through the. This is going to be a, a weird way to phrase this, but I like seeing him go through the torment of losing Brock. I liked seeing yeah, yeah. the change in his character of like he's all dirty and everything and he's not caring because the most important thing. At that moment, you know, his family was gone, but what what I really wanted, and again, they're going to handle it how they handle it, whether it comes up in whatever the next story is or or we get like a some kind of DLC or something that helps wrap this up. Maybe we never get anything. I, I don't just like the fact that I still don't know who blew the horn They <laughs> called Jormagander. Maybe we right. won't get an ending, but I, what I really wanted was to see him go through this, and then I wanted him to see like maybe at the funeral, which I'm assuming you, did you see the funeral? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's, because it's it's in the end game. It's one of the mm-hmm. just optional things that you can just stumble across. There is some characters that mention like, hey, we're going to have a funeral for Brock, but it's not like a thing you have to do. Kind of like going back to the house at the end of the first game and having the dream where Thor shows up. Yeah. Um, but I went to the, the funeral and, and Sindri shows up and they, they you know send the boat out and they shoot out the fire arrow and Sindri's there. What I wanted him to do I wanted to have happen was him to realize and say, like, yes, this sucks. Yes, I lost my brother and he was my only real family. But I've realized he's not my only family. Mm -hmm. You guys are my family, too. And that's the other dwarves that were there. That's that's Kratos. Of course, at that moment, Atreus isn't there in the story. Would have been nice if he was. I wish
1: he was would have been there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel like. That's what I wanted. That's the ending I wanted it to be. And that's not to say that he couldn't say, but I still need time by alone. But that would have been like, okay, but there's, yeah, I understand where the situation is. The ble- being left on the, there's no resolution. Just, uh, mm-hmm. it just eats at me, and I, I, I. I I'm dying for something to be done somewhere down the road. I've never wanted DLC for a game more than this one, but to resolve the story aspects, not because, just because I want to play more of the game because I was enjoying the game, uh, the gameplay aspect of it, but
1: yeah. Do you know, because I don't, um, you know, you had mentioned that Corey Corey Barlog had said that you know, this was part of a trilogy when the original came out. Has he said since then, no, this is the final one? Has he mentioned that at all, or this is a trilogy still? He
0: hasn't made any rounds and everything because a different person directed this game, even though Corey was like the overall kind of guy, like managing the project. But that guy's done several spoiler casts and made some rounds. And I've not talked, or I've not uh, watched all of them, but I've watched a handful of them and I I feel like I don't remember what his specific wording was, but I feel like he said something about when they were talking about making the game um, about how like, Oh, we realized like that this is going to be the end of the story. This is the end of the Norse saga, if you will. So I I feel like this is the end. Now he may, and and he did make mention, he said um, in one of the spoiler casts, he was saying like, Once you find the real tier, and then as you're going around the world, like the real tier, you just run into him. He's at different areas looking at various things and doing stuff. Yeah. And he said at each of those locations, he's either sitting in a different pose or he's doing something. Like in one area, you go into him, you find him in Vanaheim and he's like doing what almost looks like yoga or like Hmm. not yoga, but. Was it like Tai Chi or something chi, you know when yeah, you kind of yeah. like doing these like motions, but like in a meditative state kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then you go in other ones and he's sitting, but he's sitting in what's almost similar to like a a meditation pose, and then you go to other ones where it does look like he's doing something that's almost like a yoga move of some sort. and he's saying, if you see where where when you run into tear, if you really pay attention, all of the things that he's doing all are hints to what the possible next chapter of really is this thing's gonna be like what mythology maybe they're gonna go to or whatever like mm. he didn't get any super specifics but he did make mention of that when he went started out to make this game Corey said okay you're gonna take over the 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 direction of this game he's like and i'm only gonna give you three things that have to happen he's like ragnarok has to happen mm. uh odin i think he said odin no uh Brock had to die, which wow. he, he knew that. He's like, Brock has to die. And there was one other thing. Oh, he said, uh, Atreus has to leave at the end. He's like These really? are the three things that Cory Barlock says. These three things have to be
1: done in the game. He's like, but the rest of it, go and figure it out. I thought at in, in some point in the game, they had said Ragnarok wasn't a person, but kind of like an event. But wasn't that like... The big monster that was at the wasn't that Ragnarok? Yeah,
0: no. So Ragnarok is the Ragnarok. Essentially, if you want to, not if you were like verbatim translated out, but essentially Ragnarok is equivalent to the word apocalypse.
1: Right, right. So,
0: but the guy who's at the end, that Surtur, who who you know they they stab the swords into and he falls down there. And he would always say, I am Ragnarok. Cause essentially oh, when Ragnarok gotcha. happens, he shows up and destroys Asgard. Like he's the main thing. Cause he plunges his sword into Asgard and, and right. destroys it all. So he even says the line, I am Ragnarok, but it's not that he hit the person is okay. Ragnarok is the event.
1: That's what I thought. Okay. But
0: the event happening brings Surtur who destroys Asgard. So essentially like in in the in the Marvel movies, when you watch uh, uh Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Surger shows up at the end of that, and he's like, "I am Asgard's doom." It's kind of the same thing, okay. but in this game, he was saying, "I am Ragnarok," not like that. That was his name. He was just basically yeah. saying, "I'm the the embodiment of this event happening," kind of thing. So,
1: can we um just real quick here? I wanted to throw in, you know, there, there we had mentioned parts that we thought, oh, it could have been trimmed. You know, we didn't really need sure. that. Yeah, there is a part. That probably could have been trimmed was not necessary, but man, I had so much fun in that bar fight <laughs> with. Oh the, yes, with, with Thor. Thor. That yes, was so am, much fun. I am. I am totally with you. Like that was.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say it showed the whole. Between her, uh, him and his daughter, like, oh, right. you, know, you promised you wouldn't, like, you could say some, some relationship be building stuff, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That <laughs> did not need to be there at all, but it was way more fun than it riding was. around on the yak yes. and chasing your grandma <laughs> yes. and trying to break her bowl. Right. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. If it's going to be there, at least you can mindlessly turn off and be like, ah, but I'm going to have some fun yeah. beating up some undead kind of And it wasn't that soldiers. long yeah what yeah, especially compared to the other stuff right yeah, yeah i I'm with you there too that that was that was uh that was something that I was happy to do, even though in the back of my head, I was like, eh, we really didn't need this
1: so at the end of the day, Chris, how do you feel about this one compared to the first one? Do you like it as much is your how do you if you could go back in time and remember after you finished the first mm. one, can you compare the two? I, I think I still enjoy the first one better. Yeah. Um,
0: that's not to say that I dislike this one. I feel like it 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 really is. I still feel like that's the, probably the best way to put it. This is really like a volume one and a volume two. They're mm-hmm. one story. The, the both pieces need to be there to tell the story. But the first one, I feel like, had a little bit of that Miles to it, where it's mm-hmm. like it felt... The right length, everything felt right. All the story beats, all the stuff. You did have to backtrack and you did end up going back to areas at certain times, but they all felt like they make sense. They didn't feel like fluff. It went at a good pace, whereas this game had a few pacing issues, I think, at certain points. Mm-hmm. There's also, as a person who's played God of War from way back from the first one.
1: Oh, wow. Right. There's
0: there's things about the first one, like the reveal of the blaze of chaos. You just, mm-hmm. that's not going to be beat. Yeah in in this one it couldn't be beaten uh that was just such a cool moment so Mm -hmm. i i really really enjoyed that aspect of it and this the fact that it being the first of the soft reboot if you will like this whole new version of kratos and and the way that the game is played
1: Mm -hmm. all
0: those elements just elevate it over the first one for me personally yeah um But I already know that these two games are going to be up there in my list of of, – the first one already was, but then you add this one with it. They're going to be in my top ten list easily of games, favorite games of all time kind of thing. And I'm already – it's not going to be now, but I'm already like anticipating, okay, when am I going to go back and do my replay and really just Mm. focus on the story of this one? It'll probably be after they – drop new game plus at some point next year yeah. or 2025, something or 2024, I guess. Um, cause I, I, there'll be other things I want to play, but I'm going to be replaying this game. Uh, yeah. and I'm going to, I think at some point I'll probably replay the other one as well. I mean, I, I feel mm-hmm. like these will be something that I revisit ever so often, kind of like the last of us. I mean, yeah. I played the original last of us, Three or four times, and I I haven't bought the last of us part one, <laughs> the new remake of it. Right, but I'm going to at some point. Yeah, I'm going to play that again. You know, it's going to be one yep. of those games where I I, I am going to jump back. But if if you like, if you like, put a gun up to my head and said you got to choose one, I'd probably choose the first one. But it it would be like it's really more like a one A and one B. It's not like yep. a easily one and two kind of thing. for So me.
1: ten years down the road, when when we to talk about favorite games of all time, and you say mm-hmm. God of War, will that include both of them as one, like a Kill Bill 1 and 2 together?
0: I, I feel like that's the way that I would want to play it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like whenever we have those conversations, we don't allow that. <laughs> so it probably would be like a, wherever they fall on the list, it would be this yeah. one's this number, and this one's their number directly below it. But my yeah. where I would want is to be like a, one a one b or whatever or right. i would want to loop them together because to me it, it's just not it's not fair it i mean it, it, to use an, uh, another example like a um infinity war and in game mm-hmm. like they just it feels like you can't the right. f- one ends it doesn't feel like a period it feels like an ellipsis yeah and you could kind of say 2018 does feel like a period cuz you did complete the task but it's very obvious that there's more to come and that mm-hmm. you've been hearing about all these characters and Odin and all this all these other threats it's like it just doesn't feel like a period it feels like an ellipsis yeah so uh, to me that makes them go together whereas like a, a a metal gear solid 1 2 and 3 like they all feel distinctly different like yeah. they're they're their own story and they all they don't necessarily like pick up directly where the other one left off kind of thing. Like, I, I just feel like it's if, if any game you could make that decision or make that, that kind of case. And I think there's probably mm-hmm. a, a handful where you could, this is definitely one of the series where I feel like these two games, you could say like, they really belong together as one entity rather than a part one, a part two Was, or something.
1: Wasn't the Lord of the Rings originally all one book. And then we broke it into fellowship of the ring, two towers, return of the King.
0: Uh I, I believe when he was writing it, it was thought of like that. And then they were like, this is just, the publishers were like, this is too long. Okay. You've yeah, got to, yeah. you, we've got to break this up a little bit. And so he did break it up into three. And then I remember uh, hearing or watching a, a, a documentary or something on some interview where they were saying, yeah. And, and the publishers, the one who chose the title for the last one, at least may have helped with the other two. But really, and Tolkien was really upset about that. He's like, I don't want to call it the Return of the King. You're spoiling what happens. Like why? <laughs> right. Why are we doing that? I don't right. want to call it that kind of thing. So yeah, there's definitely some things about that that yeah. probably were not his preference, but yeah. it ended up being that way.
1: No, this is a fun game. I, I I was really really happy with it. I um, I think I liked the gameplay of the first game way more, and I think mm-hmm. I liked. And and it might be might be because it's fresher in my mind. I think I liked the story and the cutscenes of this this one more. Mm-hmm. But like you say, it's it's it could just be one game because they don't like a lot of times sequels will really remember this part and remember that part where this one it just kind of seamlessly like you like you were saying they don't you feel like you don't need to because it's it it is part of the same story. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Consistently remind people of what happened, yeah. Because it just happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. I yeah. mean, it's 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 probably which I haven't played a ton this year, but it's it's easily my game of the year. Mm-hmm. I didn't play Elden Ring, so I can't. I can't. But you really. played Horizon. I did play Horizon. Uh, mm-hmm. but this and, and while I really enjoyed that game, and am gonna play the recently announced DLC for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it finally drops. Um, But I just, I, th- this story is the two together. Like it's just a really special story. And it's so yeah. crazy because I feel like I said this when we were talking after 2018 came out too. It's like the God of War games, the mainline games, one, two, and three, there's a ton of other little sub games. Like they were on uh, the PSP and, and various mm-hmm. other things as well that tall are canonical and tie into the lore but they were fun games but they were really like mindless just like mindless games i mean yep. they were just hack and slash you just do the, the do the thing and that's it there was no real i mean there was a story to it there was a story happening but it was a one note mm-hmm. just angry kratos going to kill all these people like it's yeah. just what it was there was very few elements of like oh my gosh i mean it was kind of sad when you learned that he got tricked into killing his own family and that's why his skin is white because it's their ashes on his being Mm -hmm. cursed to be on his body like there's definitely story aspects that are cool in it but for the most part it was just very one note and it's like i i I never would have thought they could have redeemed kratos and his story and made it something to where i'm i'm over here thinking in my head like shoot is this one of the best video game stories ever told kind of thing yeah and it it totally is and so it's just i'm blown away with what they've been able to do with it and part of me is almost like, shoot, regardless of what they do next, if they go to a different Pantheon or whatever, it's like, man, maybe we should just end on the highest of high notes. You know, right? I, I kind of don't like that because I've got these questions that I need answered. I uh, yeah. would like answered, but it's like, shoot, man. I, I, I really hate it when things like you think like they just go right past their step. Like the, 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 uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, mm. the LA Rams. And there's this player on the team that had, he had said, I think he had said in interviews and stuff like, if if I win, if we win a Super Bowl, I'm retiring. Mm. Like he's already been, on, he's played for a really long time, and they win the Super Bowl, and then this year starts up, and he's like, I'm coming back. He's like, I'm just, he's like, I got that feeling of you know seeing the confetti and like I have it, and I just want to go for it. And you would think because they were just the Super Bowl winners, like they'd be. Right there in the thick of things. And they've had a bad season. Oh, and it, no. they, they're probably not, I mean, you don't know. It might happen. But they're yeah. probably not going back to the Super Bowl. And it's just like, if he quits after this year, it's like, man, it would have been nice to just go mm-hmm. out on the high note. And it's like, I kind of, I don't ever like it when things or people or anything, like, stay, they get a little greedy and stay one pass. It's like when you're yeah. playing poker and you got the hot hand and you stay one too many games. It's like, ah, you should have just left. Mm-hmm. I always kind of root for that, but at the same time, the selfishness in me is like, ah, but do it yeah. again,
1: do some more. <laughs> I've really enjoyed watching the—they'll um, have like little uh, featurettes on like the the PlayStation Home that you can mm-hmm. watch on God of War, which which hints at, hopefully, means that there is. I would love to see a documentary about the making of this game, just like they did with mm-hmm. the last one, because I I just I want more. I want to find yeah. out more about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that is our spoiler cast. Look at that. For God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Hopefully whatever the next game is, which I don't know what it'll be, hopefully it can be all four of us and yeah. it again like it was with The Last of Us. Uh, but this was a good time, Ed. I'm glad yeah. we finally got to really chat it, about it oh, a I lot, know. rather than just a few text messages here and there. Yes, trying to cram doing this. everything you want to talk about in, in text right? messages. Like, no, no, we just need to hash this out, man. Come on, Gabe, finish it up. You're not going to. <laughs> okay, fine. We're doing we gotta it. Go. All All right, go. right. We got to go. We got to go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs>